Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Pro-Am, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. This episode is brought to you by Aeromotive Fuel Systems. Aeromotive is the leading aftermarket high-performance fuel systems. The company's products are the fuel system components of choice for Formula, driver, Formula Drift drivers Matt Field and Dayo Shihara. Aeromotive's fuel system customization shop is fully equipped to help you get your project car up and running. With fuel systems capable of supporting more than three horsepower, there is sure to be a solution for you. Visit aeromotiveinc.com and use Pro-Am to get 10% off your entire order. Uh, I will actually be running their A1000 fuel system kit on the Cadillac this year, which I'm actually pretty excited about. Uh, that's actually their their pump that started it all, um, for them at least. At least that's what it says on their website, uh, which is capable of... You know, we're going to talk about fuel injected motors because that's what I got up to 13 horse, 1300 horsepower naturally aspirated on gas, which I'm not, it doesn't really specify if that's like race gas or, you know, pump gas. And then, um, their other fuel injected, like on E85, which I do run is up to 910 wheel horsepower, naturally aspirated 700 on forced induction. I don't have force induction and I have no intentions of going that route anytime soon. So I'm sure this thing is going to last me quite a long time. So not concerned with that one bit. Um, anyways, uh, this week's guest is Justin constant of status racing. Uh, on to talk about their racing seats, their new halo design seat that will be releasing soon. Among some other cool things uh, he does, including he has like a some car show that he does. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Sorry, uh, but not limited to, uh, you know, giving people a hard time for DMing him, asking him for free seats, um, you know, for, you know, via sponsor. You know, this show isn't the end all be all to anything, um, but if you're new you can definitely learn a thing or two about how to, you know, possibly approach a sponsor a little bit better other than being like, Hey bro, give me seats. And he literally like we talk about, um, that one page on Instagram. What is it? Uh, are you sponsored? Like we go a little bit into it and it's like a whole, it's a, just a, it's a page of shit shows of people just hitting up companies for free things. And it's like this long message. I don't even know if the companies actually read the whole thing. Some might. Some might not. But we do get into that a little bit. Um, but I can tell you for sure, DMing them a long message, like some sponsor you're trying to reach out to, is probably not the best way to go about it. It's like one thing, because he and I have talked about it too. It's like one thing to be like, hey, like who do I who would I possibly get in touch with? Cause sometimes they don't really have things listed on their website. And then sometimes hitting just, you know, info at such and such company, whatever you're trying to get or whoever you're trying to like info at target.com or something like that's not really the best approach always. Um, so he's cool with like, yeah, yeah, you know, if you're looking to find the right place, I can direct you, but you know, he's don't give your uh, whole spiel out trying to sell yourself you know, via DM, I just, that is kind of silly. Um, but anyways, I, uh, want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy the show and, uh, stay tuned for the end. There's a message I'll have. Um, and just so you guys know, November 9th, I recorded this last Monday, November 2nd. Um, I got super swamped and got a little late to releasing it. So thank you guys again. And I hope you enjoy the show. Want to go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and all that fun sure. stuff. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so I am the digital marketing um, strategist or manager for Status Racing. Um, so I'm responsible for all the content, all of the product releases, all the roasts um, that uh, those of you have come to love yes. and hate. Um, I am that guy. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's a uh... I get a kick out of those amongst a lot of other people who don't. I don't know if you guys follow it. The uh, I know you follow it. The uh, what is it? Are you sponsored page? 
Yeah, uh, we've kind of come to uh, a friendship. I have no idea who it is. Um, oh, but shit. at this point, I just send him my stuff, and, you know, he goes to town, and I think it's, um, it's really, really great. brought light. It's, yeah, it's really brought light, and he actually, you know, promotes us in a sense. I told him, stop not tagging us anymore because, we, you know, we just have this mentality of, you know, we don't we don't care being the loud ones yeah. that say no. no so you. I'm like, dude, go ahead, just tag us, tell us, tell everybody that it, that it was us. And uh, we seem to get a lot of uh, heat heat from some people, but we also get a lot of praise from those in the industry. So Yes. Um, and sales are up, so I can't complain. So you're not necessarily going doing it the wrong way no i i think uh you know when everybody wants some you know wants everything from you for a grain of salt in return yeah um you know it's like dude maybe you want you want this product but you've got nothing to show for it you know i think that type of mentality kind of is um the companies aren't sitting back anymore and just ignoring them i think we're creating this voice of no like you can be you know, you can tell them exactly how you feel and express it to them, and I've seen that from other companies as yep. well. They're starting to get on the movement, I think, and uh, dude, can he says the connection was lost. No, I can hear you. You're good. You there, Joe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think uh, they're getting on getting on the, the, the movement, and I think, are you sponsored? It's just a piece of that movement, really. No, and I agree. I think, um, like, hitting somebody up via DM for a sponsorship. But then you see, like, certain companies that will, like, promote, like, oh, DM us for a sponsorship. And it's usually, like, a small company that's, like, starting out or something like that. I don't know. Maybe they make mm-hmm. spoilers or something. But that's how you see it. And they're, like, running off of that. And then these kids see that and think that they're going to – it's going to be the same for someone who has, like, a better foothold in the industry. Yeah, and it's it's really just a misinterpretation, really. It's – it's it, it works in a sense a dm works it's just how you approach it i think if people say hi you know my name is so and so i'm currently interested in your program do you off do you have a program in place um would love to hear back from you i mean if it was handled a little bit more professionally i think you know we definitely wouldn't uh be as snarky yeah. as we are like hey can you point me um, in the I right think, direction of doing this appropriate yeah. appropriate way yeah that's that's fair i think legitimate questions deserve legitimate answers and I think snarky questions deserve, deserve snarky responses. Or for those that think they're owed the world from companies when they're actually nothing. Um, and I, you know, I, they're not actually nothing. But theoretically, in the, the grand scheme of giving away, you know, $1,000 in, in per seat to you, you know, in exchange for 200 followers just isn't, uh, does, doesn't add up. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the whole follower thing to begin with because I just, I don't see how that really works like with a follower account like is that do you guys see like a direct sales from that or it's just like no i invest in these people and we hope for the best yeah in a sense but in reality i mean we have some followers that have we have some guys that are sponsored by us that have you know three thousand followers and then we have some that are upwards of a hundred thousand um it's just that level of influence and it also depends on the engagement rate who they are Mm -hmm. um we have we are very lucky um to be owned by a parent company called prp seats that has been owned by another parent company called best top so we have a lot of accessibility to programs and one of these programs is called sidekick and so Mm -hmm. basically each person that you know enters in their submits their app on our website to get a sponsorship it's actually a influencer marketing program that tells me you know um, what essentially each influencer is worth is worth, and then spits out like a ROI if I were to sponsor that person. What? That's yeah, really interesting. Man. Yeah. So we actually, you know, I want to know where I sit on had, that totem pole. Just like for I can tell you right after this call. I Please, promise. I would so love to know. I got you. So we have about we've had about two thousand people apply. Okay. And I have thirty. Okay. That's my that... approval rate necessarily, but. You know, I have, and, and then what is it kind uh, of like based off of? Like, obviously, you had mentioned like engagement and stuff like that. So, obviously, yeah. with engagement, like you For know, sure. three thousand followers with a ten percent engagement—that's three hundred followers on average that are even seeing the post. Like sure, I noticed sure. that For sure. too. Um, and that seems to be like the common. Uh, thing that it's Instagram, for instance, seems to allow is like, oh, you get ten percent engagement, but outside of that. Yeah, and each person to... varies immensely. Yeah. I could sh- I could show you someone with ten thousand followers that measures insane. Really? Um, and I could show you someone that measures really well for a hundred thousand. 
and they're like compared like it's almost like dang like that person's engagement rates higher than the person with a hundred thousand followers um but main things that i look for would be um i want i invest in people like okay. if you're a person behind your car i think if it's just like your car like or a repost page like that does nothing for me like i want people that are in front of their car or that are in the industry or have something unique to bring to the table i think that um air, air demographically where they're placed is important um you know for for us being a direct to consumer brand we have no dealers so yeah. having certain ambassadors in certain areas of the country um, are important so people can either sit in their seats or check out their seats. So that weighs a little bit of a factor. Um, like I approved someone two weeks ago that she had, I think, 11,000 followers, but she's from Arizona, and I'm going, I, I can't think of anybody on my ambassador program that's okay. in Arizona right now mm-hmm. that has our seats in it. And I'm and, thinking like, ah, you know what? Let, 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 let's roll the dice and see how it goes. And, and with that, um, you mentioned it's a female. Do you guys see like any type of difference like within the the marketing strategy, not necessarily from them, but uh, when you support a female driver, do you th- in return get like a lot? <sighs> I, I, I'm wording this question terribly. It's not well thought out. It's a out. tough question to ask. And, yes, I, and, and I, I have I, a feeling I know where you're going. It's not, it's I not, think yeah, to, it's not, a, it's, it's can be misconstrued a certain way. Yes, that that's what I'm trying not to do. That, Correct. <laughs> people think that people think that companies target women on purpose because that they're women. But no, not there's that. Also, I mean, maybe not that. Yeah. Or, it was just more I, more or less like because there's less women in the industry, yeah, uh, maybe sure. it seems that way. And maybe so. And women are far less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Men are a dime a dozen in it. Yep. You know what I mean? And then you have a woman who has a real strong following and, and also is like when you see like girls who are actually working on their own vehicles and stuff like that, I think it kind of gets a little bit more you can get more in depth with that question too. Um, cause I have like a few friends that are car girls and they, like, yeah. they struggle. They're like, dude, I struggle just as bad as you do, if not worse. <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah, there's so. really great examples out there of women that do both really well. They build cars and post cars and there's some that just go to shows and, and do the show yeah. thing and yeah, maybe and they don't cool work too. on their car, but it's cool too. I think yeah. that each brand needs a good mix and, I'd say we have, I think, four or five um, women on our program, um, and I believe the rest would be men. You know, there's two genders, you know, but <laughs> I say, like, believe, like, there was another option. But yeah. we, we try and get a good a good balance. We're yeah. pretty selective uh, when it comes to everybody. Um, you know, one of our top ambassadors is Evo Maddie. And I've actually met her. I met her at the she, uh, Pro yeah. 2 shootout. She's, she's really sweet, really nice really, person. Really awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, probably think she is, like, over – I'll tell you right now, but she's got in her following, she's 169,000 followers in her following, you know, yeah. and she's our top ambassador for status. So, um, like, you know, it's a female once, so, once again, but she's the top, but she does everything. She's got two cars. She promotes the brand. She does steering wheel installs, like just re- like just today, you know, she has seats, you know, she goes, she goes the mile. So we do appreciate that. Yeah. And that's great. But see, the other question I wanted to ask is like, okay, so, do you get the same level of, let's say, work from, let's just say, Evo Maddie as an example, sure. who's putting in the work for showing the video? Like, she's a YouTuber as well. So, Correct. you know, making the videos and stuff like that, as you would, let's say, maybe just a driver, so to speak. Like, let's just say a race car driver who yeah, doesn't really have the, uh, who doesn't necessarily have, um, like, a big YouTube following. Because I would okay, assume so, you jump around with with uh, sponsorship. Yeah, I, I think that once you get to that like 100% level with us, like it almost like is a necessity for YouTube to be a factor. You know, I see both. I mean, like I like we work with Gary King from Booty Hustlers. Yeah. Gary King has a phenomenal YouTube. We work with Micah Diaz. Micah Diaz has a YouTube channel. Um, you know, I think that all three of those guys do a phenomenal job promoting our, 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 our product. Yeah. You know, I think for us to step up to that hundred percent level, like that has to be like in your plethora of reach, mm-hmm. you know, like even, um, Brie Lynch, um, she is a drifter. Oh, and um, she's been on here. Joined the, she and she's been on here. You know, Brie Lynch is absolutely great. I mean, that girl is the content queen. It feels like, you know, every week she's introducing a new video. 
I could actually tell you she's averaging a video 1.2 posts on YouTube a week <laughs> with a 9.59% engagement rate with 11,900 followers. You know, like, so she does a phenomenal job as well. So, and she's not even 100% ambassador for us. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely going to be when, it, when her, you know, contract is necessarily up because she does a phenomenal job. So, I mean, I think everybody carries their own weight in their own way. And if they're not carrying their weight, you know, I just shoot them a little, little reminder, you know, what they're, what they signed up for really. Yeah. And then like, I have like a lot of conversations with Ed Kozan, um, Kenda racing, uh, marketing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we have the same, like similar conversations as far as like, um, sponsorships and how many sponsors, uh, this is something I wanted to talk about with you as well as like, do you ever see somebody and they're like, this guy just has too many sponsors. Like there's, there's no like designated post for my product ever. You know, it's always like, thank you for, thank you to these companies that are helping me out or whatever the case is. But it's oh like, yeah, it's like, yeah. I got I know this. What you're talking about. You, you know what I mean? It's not like uh, designated. It's not like its own deal. Like, yeah. I, like I don't, in a way I don't mind uh-huh. that we're all bunched up together. Thanks to my sponsors, you know, below, but on the other hand, like, no, nah, you need like a good mix of designated posts for each brand. Correct. Yeah. You know, and another great example is someone I, I really like is Scott Birdsall. And so Scott has the F1's old smoky truck. So that truck specifically is sponsored by Sparco, right? Mm-hmm. And so his seats are Sparco in there, but then his other cars have status and PRP seats. So I work with him on his other stuff. Gotcha. He, he posts designated posts for Smokey and Sparko, and he posts designated stuff for us. But also, he tags all of his companies he works with in his section below. So he does a little bit of both, um, and I do appreciate it. And I know he just probably posts all of his sponsors below because they're curious, probably what he uses, and probably saves him with 96,000 followers from getting a plethora of DMs of what he's using. Yeah. So in a sense, I understand, and then the other sense, he does a good job of balancing it out with those designated posts yeah that makes sense okay yeah these are always just questions that i have off the top of my head because it's like i'm noticing like certain people will get sponsors or certain people will because since i'm within drifting like i'll see people with like a better program like actively at the track but they don't seem to like be getting you know having any luck getting sponsors um yeah it's we definitely pick and choose accordingly yeah i mean mean, uh, it's we, in a sense, it's like hand selection. It's like, yeah, we have the submission process, you know. But, yeah. You know, you better bring your A game if you're coming over here and kind of dealing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, asking for a product isn't like $1,000 a seat. That's, you know, two minimum, that's two grand. It's like now you're just giving somebody two grand worth of product and hoping that you at least sell one set. Yeah, so you break even counting the harnesses or side mounts or you know anything like that. You guys make harnesses too? Oh, yeah, we're harnesses that are FIA or or SFI, either or, and then uh, the mounds. I mean, uh, we do uh, we do a a good bunch of stuff, but we're still a growing company, man. We have a lot of of work to do, and with the FIA seats releasing just this past just this past month, Mm -hmm. and then we have our head containment officially releasing in 10 days. Which is that a Oh yeah, that was a little plug. A little, All right. Uh, in ten days, we I wonder have if I can still return mine. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I bought one a year ago. I haven't touched it. Oh shoot, a status one or a, or a head containment? Uh, just a. Uh, you one can for, say it for my shoulder. What is it? I don't know. Who, I don't know who makes it. Uh, it's just a restraint, a neck restraint for um. Oh. That we had to have. So I'm assuming that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Well, we so like a head containment seat. So we'll actually have like a oh a halo seat, seat? essentially. Yeah, Halo Seat, baby. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I was like, what? No, uh, you're good. Yeah. In, in 10 days, you know, I oh, don't know when this will release. 11-12. If this releases beforehand, then, you know, it's kind of the the, the heads up. But, w- yeah, the head containment releases. Oh, nice. Okay, so it's an official release for that one. Um, Correct. That's sweet. Because I know you have a couple out. Yeah, we just released the Circuit, which is a non-Halo um, FIA seat for mm-hmm. up to 42-inch waist. Granted, give or take on the shoulders, you know, if we have a person who's here of 42 and um, his shoulders are, aren't as crazy broad and he and he, he fits fine. So I'm using him as my little dummy subject. But the circuit should fit up to 42-inch waist, most people. 
and then the FIA seats up to 40 and then, uh, you know, keep you in, keeping your seat. Nice. Yeah. Um, mine actually expires this year. I'm going to have to get a new one. In. So like mine expires at the end of this year and then they re they moved our, I'm doing the pro two shootout in Vegas. Sure. They moved that to January 9th. Shoot. Yeah. So sounds was, like, sounds I like I'm going to need a new seat. I know. And I was like, Hey, can I get a pass on that? It's like nine days. Yeah. He's right. Like, and then he's like, well, yeah. And then he's like, um, he's like, well, if you, you know, well, if you get your license, you're going to need a new seat for FD anyways. I was like, yeah, but FD's like in May, like that's a yeah. whole four months. Like I can afford a new seat by then. I was like, right now I just finished the car. I'm in a time crunch, obviously a money crunch as well. Cause these things these really nickel cost, cost and money. dime the hell out of you at the end. For sure, is, I think. Uh, and yeah. I mean, Micah Diaz is on, is on the Pro Two right now, and he's got two of our seats in his in his car. You know, yeah, those things are so nice. I love that you guys do the uh, custom stuff. Do you, uh, was that always like the plan? Is that like your guys's uh, thing, or did that just come up somehow? Because everyone else just seems to be like, we offer these <laughs> colors, pick them. Well, I'll, this is a good question, and it's kind of a fully lo fully loaded question, and it can only be best explained by starting from the beginning. So, Status Racing was uh, founded in 2004, um, sold in 2011, and then to Vivid Racing, and then purchased by us in 2016. Um, I didn't start working here until about a year and a half ago, so um, definitely take that into consideration. But prior to looking at it, there was not much customization color-wise taking place maybe a couple different variations from the red, black, and blue. Yep. Um, but um, pretty much stayed in that realm for the most part. And what happened was when PRP Seats purchased us, PRP Seats offers the industry best for off-road seats with 60 different colors and materials. So they basically said, let's do that for status. So um, everything is hand-sewn here. Um, in California, um, the GTX shell is made in the USA, and it is sewn here. Um, and then we are importing in our FIA seats. Um, so they come pre-certified, ready to go. We just cover them with their own custom design. Um, and most companies aren't doing that because they don't have the sewers or in-house capabilities to actually um, provide a lot of custom work. There yeah. might be... A couple companies out there that have a sewer or two to do custom work for them but um i can't imagine there's a company out there in california right now producing seats like we do with 20 sewers on hand you know just going to town creating custom seats for everybody um i haven't seen it yet it feels like all these other seat companies are just big warehouses honestly that have yeah. all the, the they stuff just have their product in-house and everything's getting yeah shipped and, in. and, and which is great i mean heck you get to provide the customer with a seat like the minute they they walk in the door you know if someone walks in our warehouse right now i have nothing to offer them because it's all handmade and in, in four weeks right now yeah and then everyone but everyone's looking for a different experience too some people like are cool with the impersonal experience and some people do like the um the retro it's a classic it's black suede it's white lettering it's that little it's it makes it look clean everybody likes yeah. it clean they don't want the red suede like i mean you could ask me justin i want a red suede seat heck head containment that'd be unheard of but i'm uh, totally down to do it yeah yeah when i saw uh micah's because his are what are they made out of that is actually marine grade vinyl. Micah's big deal he wanted was he wanted the ability to just power wash his whole car and not take the seats out or He's, take the seats out and power wash it. I ain't mad at him or just wipe them down. Pretty much, man. That's all he wanted to do. Low maintenance, not going to fade, you know, um, and also Perfect cool color, factors. Man. Yeah, exactly. And Micah can change his car to purple if he wanted and he could give us those seats back and we will recover them so yeah. if you anybody that purchases from us if you bought your head containment and you changed your livery for 2021 you know bring us the seats back we have a small recover cost on our seats and you can get brand new material on your seats man that's, i mean i don't no one sweet, else is doing actually. that well um you said you guys had just gotten bought now like what's the uh what status is origin Status's origin. So status, I mean, I guess, I, get with me if I'm on track, but 
status was in Washington. Yeah. So how did it start? How did status start out to where you guys are today? Uh, I I really can't talk too much on it other than the fact that it came from Washington, ended up getting bought by Vivid Racing in Arizona, mm-hmm. and then purchased by us in 2016. Oh, okay. Um, and in pretty 2016, yeah. yeah, I was pretty straightforward. In 2016, um, the company wasn't doing that much in sales. Um, to begin with, um, and then I got signed. This is uh, signed on about a, I say signed on like I'm an athlete or some shit. But a um, <laughs> year and a year and a half ago, um, joined the PRP team here, and they own Status Racing. And with that, um, I've kind of taken it under my wing here, which is why uh, we're so loud and the growth has been what it's been. Um, I mean, we've started at 15,000 followers on Instagram. We're now at 57, approaching 60 here. Oh wow! You know, within a year and a half. Um, just, and I mean, sales have done so much better and these FIA seats are coming and it's kind of just like all coming full circle for the brand to kind of have a really good 2021. Yeah. And then with Um, the FIA seats coming out too, not only do you get more purchases, but you also get a plethora of more people hitting you up for parts. (laughs) That's it, man. It's free stuff. It's a never ending cycle. I cannot understand how you guys do this. I was like, I, I don't think I would ever like I don't work in the auto industry whatsoever, uh, uh-huh. but I just think about like how you guys have to deal with that day in day out. Give me free stuff, give me free it's stuff. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's honestly when I when I get a good a, a good one, it uh-huh. uh, lights up my whole day. So I honestly cannot complain. Okay, that's good. At least you, at least you. Enjoy and when it. people react to it and love the roast, it makes it even better. Dude, those are the those things are sweet. They get it's that. I won't. I don't know his name, but some dude. He's really upset about you guys right, with you guys right now. Yeah, uh, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Neves. Hey, you're welcome. He has a YouTube. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan needs, Neves is used. Ryan Neves is. Uh, I thought you said Ryan needs. Oh, Ryan <laughs> ne- Naives or whatever. But yeah, his YouTube is pop popping off with a bunch of dislikes because I'm already sponsored. So yeah. <laughs> um, so I know you guys do the seats, and you guys you guys offer other products as far as like um like steering wheels and stuff as well. Is there anything else? Yeah, steering wheels, harnesses. Um, we do the, um, we have a shift knob that we sell and seats, man. We keep it pretty basic. Um, we do offer slingshot products as well, covers and seats for the slingshot. Mm-hmm. Um, not a popular area, but still, you know, I mean, you have to think. I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, slingshots have been immensely pop- popular. Um, not too sure, um, you know how popular they are now i haven't seen one in a little while i don't but even know what a slingshot is i'm having to google it's it right a, it's a polaris slingshot it's like a three-wheel okay. motorcycle minute oh, you google it I know you'll, know, you'll know okay. what it looks like i know what you're talking about as soon as you said three-wheel polaris i was like yeah. oh that thing like actually my aunt has some... one <laughs> do you yeah my we aunt, make seat has, covers and yeah, seats for that. something like that uh i don't know if it's the actual polaris but like her and my uncle got on this midlife crisis kick and it's a can-am spider maybe too he bought a he bought a three-wheel harley and she bought a three-wheel something else <laughs> so, uh, yeah we, we, we might make a product for it but yeah we started to do that mm-hmm. um but uh i mean that's really it the only thing that's custom are the seats um you know all the harnesses are just like everybody else they're imported in the colorways um the steering wheels are imported in the colorways they are riveted steering wheels they're not like little clip on one so it's not going to break yeah when you get into an accident snap off into your face like some wheels do um so, you know, we go the extra mile, create quality products. Man. That's good, though. But I actually saw your steering wheel the other day. Uh, e- oh, Maddie posted the picture. I was like, that's yep. actually a clean-looking wheel. Cause... Yeah, it's a leather and carbon mix. Um, it's got a horn on it. It's our, one, of our, one of our nicest wheels we offer. I think uh, I could tell you how much it is. Look. Did you guys just but, come out with the steering wheels, or is that something you guys have already had for a while? Uh, it's been about for a year and a half, and I I know that the previous owners started to do steering wheels, um, but I think we went with a different company because PRP does steering wheels, so we get them off uh, in the same we get okay. them off in the same place now. We redid the logo, um, which is a crucial topic. We get asked, "Can you make seats with the old logo on it?" We're used to, you know. Uh, forget the two dots above the a i forget what that's called but it used to read it used to read like status oh, okay. but we put the um the two dots on the end of the s at the the end so it could be like status and then say like what's your status or yeah like 
what drives you like it's just anything well, when you like said that, status can... the other way it sounded like richie rich type i can't think yeah of that <laughs> like uppity. well that's what that's what some people think our seats are because of the cost you know i mean you could get a carbon fiber you know leather seat from us for twenty five hundred dollars you know i mean that's how much but it's also a quality out. product like you, you guys can't yeah so you're gonna get a damn yeah. near perfect seat but yeah theoretically i mean that's what it is ultra or like an ultra suede um, but for the record, that steering wheel is two ninety nine. Website. It is Carbon a nice looking spokes, steering wheel. Though. Durable leather grip, horn button, thirteen inch diameter with three point two five inch deep dish, and a six, I'll say six six lug uh, bolt pattern, six point bolt pattern. So that is a fancy looking steering wheel. Uh, where? are you guys' plans for next year? Um, you guys going to be bringing on like more drivers and stuff like that? Cause I know that you do kind of have some type of setup with, um, competitors within certain series because I happen to be one, uh, for where sure. you guys offer like a, uh, contingency contingency deal, so to speak. Yeah. So with, uh, the drift league, you know, we're, we're trying to get into the drifting community into the grassroots area. Um, Rathina, um, is a good friend of mine so it just kind of worked out that we connected the dots here and uh got status on board with um, yeah. sponsoring the drift league and you know yeah we offer a great deal for drift league racers to get into our seats um, and provide that custom ability once again i mean you can add your race number on the um on the wing of your race seat i mean like you can take it that far um and i think some drifters are louder than others so i think that some would be like yeah let's do an all pink one you know yeah. and totally do it and so that creates that you know once again that draw of custom ability for everybody but overall plans 2021 um get more fia seats out there get into a couple more drift cars i think would be a, a big goal for us i know we're getting seats with officer dan mr dan brockett again um he used to work with status back in the day so we said come on back over here so we oh, got cool. him into some awesome seats that he'll release here soon they're uh, getting made in the back but just like stuff really just stuff like that i really want to push apparel um and i really want to push um harnesses we're going to release i think nine new harness colors limited edition quantities of 100 for each colorway oh and kind of when they're gone they're gone and um you know i'll, I'll say you know it's going to be you know there'll be a, a gold color a white color all right that's it but there'll be other colorways, you know, the harnesses for people to purchase. And if anybody just wants to go with like a classic black seat, that's something that's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just making sure. Absolutely. We do. I mean, honestly, most of the seats that come out of here are black with white stitching, small diamond <laughs> or gray stitching, small diamond. Oh, okay. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people like that classic look. And I mean, I can't, I can't fault, fault them for it, but we get plenty of those seats coming out of here. Yeah, I myself am a uh, a very all my whole car's black, like everything inside, outside. Yeah, I was taking a look at it. It's gotta stay the same color. I was trying to, I was gonna do something else, but I was like, no, I don't. It's so much more effort because I was even thinking like changing, just to change the cage color. It's like way too much damn work to be for something that you're barely going to notice. So Yeah, and the the greatest thing for you, the c potential consumer is, you can go to our site and customize the colorways you want. You can see it before before you buy it essentially. Oh, which, you guys you guys um, have that? Like kind of like a build your own oh, vehicle dude, type situation. Status racing is like is like Never the Blaze Pizza of Jeez. racing seats. You just tell me what you want. If you pick it all out, uh -huh. you can see it before it gets put in the oven and then it comes out of the oven that's actually pretty sweet because uh, so, no one else is doing that no you can essentially combine red suede with blue suede whatever you wanted to do and you can see your seat before it's actually punched out oh shit that's actually pretty sweet yeah because i was um because i i I'd already, I'd already thought about this and then using the uh contingency from uh the drift league um, cause I, I actually want, these cars came with like a, like a black vinyl, um, seat, but the, uh, the seat inserts the best way I can't, I'm probably saying it the wrong name for it, but on the inside of the seats, um, it was like a black suede. 
Really? Yeah, so I wanted to try to do something where it was... Uh, oh, the only people who would notice it are other people who owned Cadillacs. Those mm -hmm. are the only people who would catch it. Um, or at least who own this particular model. For sure, yeah. I, black, black suede center to mm. vinyl back all day long. Yeah, um, so... But we'll see there. Uh, I did get a question I, I want to ask before I forget. Sure. Um, this is actually from Lit Jenny Eleven. Um, he's he is asking what sitting position do you recommend? Um, what harnesses do you recommend? Five or six point harness. And last question is. Have you ever had an issue with a chair breaking? I guess he's broken a chair in the past during a wreck. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All really good. All really good questions. So the seating position, this is tough to answer because I'm six foot five. So I have to sit extremely low and kind of like leaned back. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Another, another drifter that would have the same uh, problem as me and um, would be sideways Sean. Sean Ellingsworth, who, you know, yeah, I think one that won the first round of the drift league. So uh, we set to sponsor him, but he just doesn't fit comfortably in our seat, unfortunately. So um, that partnership didn't work out. Sean's a great guy. Um, still talk a lot, but the seating position he was sitting in was so low into the back. It just wasn't comfortable. So um, honest to God, man, that's a personal preference. That's I what really I can't figure too. I kind of can't answer that distinctively without like, I guess like looking at this this person and being like, well, this might might work well. Um, but you have the side mounts from Status. You'll have three different options to go up or down or leaned or leaned back. You can mount the back ones lower, which you know maybe most aftermarket car heads might know. But I mean, you can buy side mounts that are even more intricate than that. Um, I've seen some that are pretty crazy. I think Bree Lynch just posted some. Um, Zaustech, I think, is the name of how you pronounce it, but like side mounts where they slide even across before you tighten it. Like you can like push it more towards the console or push it more towards the door when it's loose. Oh. Um, crazy, craziness stuff. But um, harnesses, um, definitely for if you're looking for like the look, just do a fifth point, you know. Um, if you're racing, um, definitely do the six point with, um, for example, Micah runs a PRP harness, actually. It's a six-point with a three-inch lap and a two-inch strap, shoulder strap, so he can comfortably wear his Hans device. Um, right. Status, we don't we don't offer a, a Hans-specific harness. They're just all three-inch. Oh, okay. Um, so potentially in the future, we could plan on doing something like that. But for right now, the um, status line is all three-inch lap, three-inch shoulder. And we just sell five points because we weren't selling a lot of six points. But we have the six point option because they're uh, we we have them loose and we sell them loose. So if someone wanted a six point, you can totally rock that extra strap. And then the last one was does the seat break? I personally, in the year and a half I've been here, have never heard of a seat from Status breaking in half or cracking or anything like that. And naturally, like. Uh, most brands would. Um, we stand by our product. Um, customer service here is we have like the staff staff team of six and me on Instagram. So, you know, I'm not afraid to answer at three o'clock in the morning if I'm if I'm awake um, oh, okay. or 10 p.m. or 10 p.m. at night. So, um, you know, anything like that, we stand behind our product. So if, obviously, if something like that happened, that'd be pretty drastic. Um, and we'd want to work with that person to figure out a, what, what went wrong, and two, how we can make it right. Yeah, that's what I would assume, too, because that's, that's not something. I've never seen a seat really break. Uh, I've I, never, yeah, I twisted, fiberglass I seat twisted like mine that. a little bit. Yeah, but, and, if, and I mean, if that's if that was the case, which I've never seen one of our one of our, our GTX composite seat do that, you know, that would be definitely new to me. Um, but the, uh, the FIA seats, you know, have yet to, to leave our facility yet with done examples so that will be um, put to the test here when gary king when booty hustlers is in his and Toronto racing in texas is on the scca course with his and um on any of the other people that purchase the seat you know i have yet to, to find out but the hope is based on the construction and what we've looked at and the, the seating the seat time that we've done here that it's going to be perfectly perfect for safe use considering it's fia tested as well 
How does, um, is that like, like a rigorous testing that they do or do you just kind of send it to them and they test like the materials it's made out of? Um, to my knowledge, based on what I, I am told is it's $5,000 for the test and it's $5,000 for the certification, like the Oof. stamp. Okay. So it's $10,000 a shell. Now for bigger companies, that's like nothing, right? Yeah, but no, ten thousand bucks. Let's just do it. You know, like yeah. for us, we, at the time when the GTX was up for renewal, we didn't renew because we looked at it and went, "Man, you know what? It just doesn't look like that's going to make a lot of sense." Because we really weren't selling a lot of seats. Yeah, and so we they elected not to renew, and um, but the seats get you can do it two different ways. You could send the seats to Cape which is a testing plant, and I could send you even the link for that, Cape Testing, and they test the seats there. Mm -hmm. Or you give FIA $10,000, and then they send the seats to Cape anyway. So FIA doesn't even, like the FIA term, like they don't do the testing. They send it to Cape for the testing. So you can just send it to Cape, just get it Cape tested, or send it to FIA and get both. You're pretty much just paying for the stamp. Is the way it's being is the way it's being portrayed to me, um, and if someone is listening to this and wants to educate me prior, because I might have missaid that, then I would be happily welcome to hear how it actually works, or maybe I'm missing a step. But to my knowledge, based on what I've been told, that's how the cookie crumbles there. Yeah, I get that a lot here. Sometimes like there's some misinformation, mostly comes out of my mouth, and then I get someone ranting and raving about it. I'm like, just let me know, man. Not a big deal. I'll correct. Yep. <laughs> I'm totally open for constructive yeah, criticism, so man. <laughs> you know, we are all human at the end of the day. Exactly. And if someone knows anything better than me, I would be all ears for it, you know? Yeah, there's like this misconception of what a podcast is supposed to be as opposed to what it actually is. And it's two people talking. And like most conversations, sometimes it's complete BS because they're both wrong. <laughs> you never know. Um so with the new seats coming out and stuff like that, like, uh, are you guys moving into outside of Mike Diaz? Are you guys going to be moving into like FD a little bit more? Um, obviously you're still doing the drift league. Uh, is that, is there a plan there for next year? Um, yeah, I think we'd like to get into more drifting. I think if the opportunity came where someone was in, um, formula pro one, Hopefully, it would be Micah, but yeah, you know we're definitely open for anyone hitting us up. You know, for something like that. I think he's in I'm the top gonna, eight um, right now. Say no. I think yeah, he's... he was in the yeah. I think he is as well. I think, I think he's, he's in the uh, top eight. Doing and then really, the, really well. Yeah, and the next round is um, next Irwindale, right? Yeah, and that's oh, he's not in the top eight. Um, yeah, but the next round is Irwindale, and that's kind of his home track, so to speak. Um, yep. Hopefully he kills oh, he it there. Oh, he is. I'm sorry. He's in seventh right now. Getting him in seventh. Hopefully he kills it there and gets his license. Essentially, is the is the hope. Wait, I don't know. This thing's weird. So their website, like on their front page, it says there's no Mike Diaz in the top ten. But if you click view all standings, it goes to uh, all the drivers and it says he's in seventh. So who really knows? Who really knows? I think Micah knows. I think he said if he does well in the next one, I think he said he would uh, get his, get pro his license, license in the first season. Oh, potentially. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, hopefully he will. Which would be fantastic. You know, yeah. Maybe actually have a, a staff driver in Formula Pro 1. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you, are you, I would assume you're a car guy, or am I assuming sure. wrong? What kind you of, are assuming uh, correctly. What kind of what do you, what do you drive? If you don't mind me asking, I don't drive anything. Oh, you just like cars. You just don't no, well, okay, okay, okay. I know, no, no. I so backstory. I'll give you my little personal backstory. Hopefully, people are listening to this. Um, maybe we'll find out who I am, but. Um, I used to own a Mustang that was pretty much lower to the ground, cammed all nine yards. Um, but I started to do, um, car shows. So I actually am an event promoter. I do about 30 car events a year. Oh, sweet. Um, under, 
under the brand Local Car Scene, um, which famously threw Status Nights here earlier this year. Um, I throw an event at IBOC every year called Local Car Fest. Um, but yeah, I do about 30 events a year. So I bought a truck instead and the Mustang went bye-bye because I have a huge tent and merchandise and cones and all the jazz. So, um, I just decided it was time to get a a truck. So I left the car community in in a sense, but I'm still in it through my work and, um, all my friends. Oh, sweet. Car show. No, I was just curious. Because sometimes yeah, I get people I mean, on and they're like, dude. nope, this is just what I do for a living. I drive a Nissan Sentra. Thanks. No, yeah, yeah. I actually um, am in the community for sure. I just, in, in a different way. Well, yeah, no, I know guys who like work on off road cars for a living and then drift. They're like, I do not give a shit about going off roading. So. Damn. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. some people like that. Yeah, they're here. just like, it's... no, this is just pays my bills, but and obviously it gives them the mechanical ground that you really do need to have to be doing this. Um, so that's cool too. Uh, do you, did you do any of your own work to that car? Or is that something you always had done? Um, I I actually got lucky. I have a best friend that is a like motor builder, so I had him kind of take that forefront on it honest to god um i need a new best friend yeah uh, my <laughs> best friend lj lj That's works cool. on just about everything that i own and oh, uh yeah you know it's hard to uh pa- pass up when uh you have someone like that knowledgeable yeah you know i definitely like was i definitely was there you know and i have a pretty good understanding of everything it's just the uh actual like doing part i'm more of a I would rather pay the person and have it done right the first time than have me learn because sometimes when I'm gone for car shows and stuff like that, even when I had my Mustang and doing the shows at the same time, it's like I'm gone two weekends out of the month always. Oh, wow. You know, so it's like, uh, and then I work here. So it's like I'm trying to balance my whole life and that one piece of it of building something is just not in the... um, in the realm right right now no so I, I heard that back then i just i just said hey you know what dude you're the pro bro you know can you just come over here and tell me what i need like when it blew up i said can you just tell me what i need and i will buy it you know and i saved up and bought it and he came over and got it running and fired it up for the first time for me and i was like yes you did it you know <laughs> yeah. i'm definitely a more appreciative friend and try and give all all, all all the praise and all that stuff for for him when he uh goes out of his way for me to get that stuff going because uh i don't know i don't like to do things twice oh i wish i wish i could say the same as i've gotten older and i've had to do things twice i'm getting a little bit uh more irritated every time i have to do it the second time so i think this last time i sat out for last this year mostly and decided to like rebuild this whole car hoping yeah hoping that it works this time and I think that it comes into people's flexibility with schedules, yeah. their social life, what they prioritize. I think that drifters in the community definitely have a same like off-road or mentality that, you know, it's like when I'm off work, I want to go work on that so I can go to this race yep. so I can do that. And, yeah. you know, I don't, ra- I don't race, I don't show, I just am an enthusiast really. So Yeah, um, yeah but that's pretty I cool. Think- like there's not a whole lot of those people who are just, you know, running around doing make you know making car shows happen and stuff like that that's no and i think it's a it's a small small little group of us yeah um i can definitely count them if you don't mind me asking what that what the car shows are like i grew up going to car shows that's how i got Mm -hmm. into the car scene and then i went to one formula drift event and now here's this pod now here's this podcast (laughs) gotcha man um the Sorry, the question was one more time. Uh, How I what what's it like? No, what what kind of car shows are you doing? And you had mentioned it, oh, but you weren't you didn't sure. really get into detail about it. No, for sure. Um, so my car shows are everything, um, which some promoters shy away from. Um, I do a plethora of older JDM cars. I do newer domestic cars, and then like for bigger shows, I actually go and pass out flyers at the old guy car shows. That's what I went do, to. <laughs> and do that. Um, I do both. 
my nighttime meat shows do both. I bring in gassers and old vintage hot rods and park them right next to skylines. I have photos to prove it. Um, we do literally everything um, at local car fest that I host at Ibach. Um, you know, we have a rev contest or two-step contest, whatever, right? But we have uh, old hot rods going up against newer cars. Yeah. Older V6s going up against, you know, different cars that you would never see typically go up into in a, a rev battle, per se. You know, and um, I think that's what makes our car shows different and uh, more enjoyable. That's actually pretty interesting. I'd like to see one of those. You said you do the IBEC meet? Uh, so I don't, it's at iBox, so it's local car fest. It's oh, just okay. at iBox, so, um, but Ryan, who used to work at iBox, you know, who hosts the iBox meet with the big mic and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, they asked me to DJ, and so I actually play music at some of their stuff. Oh, cool. Um, I work, I work with Ryan pretty, co- pretty closely. I think I, I DJed the Toyota meet, I DJed, um, there's, um, the throwback that he does there. Um, and then the Honda Eibach meet, I was slated to play music or Hot Wheels at this coming year, but that didn't work out, obviously, because of COVID. So, yeah. um, but necessarily, or I DJed also the Spoon Sports show um, last, last year. So, I mean, I, I do everything. What, what do you, what, uh, like I actually, traveling. I used to play. Um, what, what equipment do you use? Uh, I use a Roland DJS 505, uh-huh. and I have Harbinger 12-inch, um, like just 600 watt, just two, just two speakers right, right now, and it gets the job, the job done for me. And then I use like a Behringer um, mixer as well on the side for the microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used, I used to it's use a wi- uh, wireless mic, 1200s, and a rain mixer. That was, that's what my dad told me to get. My dad was like a DJ. In the ni- I remember when I, my dad was a DJ in the '90s. That's what he did. Um, he was like a mechanic during the day, and then every Friday and Saturday night, he was playing at a club somewhere in LA. We have that in common. Yeah. So that's uh, see. <laughs> so I started. That's what my dad did. Really? Oh, that's pretty no, sweet. No, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Like we both had parents that were DJs growing <laughs> up. So yeah, that's I'm, pretty uh, cool. I'm a big hip hop head because yeah, of that. I'm, I'm I'm a big house head because of him. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> like. Um, I'm like playing '90s house music, and people are like, "What the f- are you playing?" I'm like, "Sorry, you don't I'll, understand." I'll, sh- I'll, sh- I'll shut it off. <laughs> um, my dad used to play like on Power 106 too. Uh, back in the early '90s when they did um, what was it called? The f- something. It was in the middle of the night is when they did all their house mixes, and I can't remember what it was called. Uh, but that was here in LA with like Richard Humpty Vision. Oh, I honest to God, I'm I have no idea. I'm only 26, so you uh, might be past my time. Uh, yeah, I'm not much uh, older. Not much not, older. Not much older. Um, yeah, only only 31. If I say only 31, it makes it seem younger. Um, I got actually I got a couple more questions. Sure, go ahead. And we will get to those real quick. So I got one. Where'd he go? Did he delete his freaking question? He sure did. Hang on one second. Oh, uh, what? There it is. Troyster455 asked, has Ryan Neves apologized? No, that dude's never going to apologize, man. Freaking kids. And then, uh, so Lit Jenny, the one that asked the question earlier about the seat uh, breaking, uh, this sure. one is more funny because <laughs> the way he pronounced it, the way sure. he asked this question. So I'm going to ask it. He's like, okay, so I'm 5'10", six foot on Tinder, and 265 pounds. I have a bad back. I'm not even going to try to read that word. I'll butcher it. He has a bad back issue uh what seating position do you recommend but we already went over that man well you know all i can recommend is the seat um i would recommend the circuit if you were in the market for anything from us um just because the bottom uh, seat cushion is super comfy thicker than the gtx and the 
back cushion, um, we added extra padding in the center of the cushion for lumbar support for those with a bad back. And um, it's kind of the bigger boy seat, so those bigger guys need, need more cushions. So we yeah. built it in. We built it intended for that. Um, so, you know, if uh, that answers that question, that'd be at least what I'd go with. And then the position, you know, once again, all depends on how you feel in your car kind of if you like to sit with a with a good slant or if you want your feet to reach the pedals you might keep it straighter i mean it's just Personal so many different so many different variables yeah I, I i i could never you know comment on someone's ideal seating position yeah i've seen based on i've seen drivers tell people like oh you should be sitting like this in like a full-on blown youtube video and then i'm like i I'm pretty sure that's personal preference. That I don't know how much the correct, the quote-unquote correct seating position is going to factor into anything. I, I thought it was mostly about comfortability and being able to drive comfortably. But could be wrong. Um, oh, yeah, last question. It was, Jesus, my phone locked. It was from All Cars Welcome. Uh, do they make bench benches like back seats for an SUV? That is an interesting question. I thought so, but I got to ask. We it. do not. We just, um, we are, which is, um, this is actually in a way a really good question. Um, the status racing line, we are a custom seat company. We sell our seats and we don't veer away from that. And we are still a manufacturing company in that sense. So, when people come at us and ask us for, hey, can you do our back seats? Um, we have to say no because um, we just stick to what we do. And if you want any, like, material extra yardage from what we use to cut your seats, mm -hmm. um, we can sell that to you and you can bring it to your custom upholstery guy and they can do that. Um Oh, that's just to make sure it's the same exact material. That's true. Really, yeah, because that's not something we do in house. Like, we're not going to have a bench seat for an Altima or a van, or yeah, yeah, yeah you know, exactly. it, it's it's it opens up like a can of worms when we're really good at making custom race seats, and we just like to stick to that. No, be good at a few, be good at a few things, then be like really good at a few things, or you know, be sub subpar at a lot of things. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Anyways, uh, I think that's it, man. I think we covered a lot today, especially with the sponsorship stuff. That was, yeah, we, uh, we I was unexpected, the by the way. I had no intention of actually talking about sponsorship. I was mostly just going to talk about the product, but there it went. Um, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Uh, how can people find you if they want to find you? The oh, Status Racing, the Status Racing Instagram would be the best way i am unfindable on my personal stuff just kidding people probably find me and know me through my car shows but yeah um and if, if will, you want to promote uh, that too that you're more than welcome to do so. uh, you know it's the status racing for everything that related if you're in southern california like car shows i will leave it as local car scene but uh definitely like to keep my life separate so i'm actually a really nice person outside of the roast on status um, <laughs> i'm professional and um, it's just the audience and um, voice I want that brand to have. Um, each voice of each. I manage the digital media here for four brands in-house. Um, and each voice is incredibly different. So each voice um, is different in that nature. So Status gets the roast snarky comments uh, voice. And PRP gets the professional off-road voice like shred and rad. <laughs> and words like that. So No, that makes sense. Um, and local you car know your scene market. is just very, local car scene is very family friendly oriented and we throw awesome car shows. So two different deals and yeah, that's about it. Sweet, man. Thank you for coming also, on. Also, you're welcome. Do you want to know your stats since we're here? Oh yeah, I do. Wait, I'm going to stop recording. Alrighty guys. Thank you for listening. Um, a couple of things. Sorry about the audio lately. Um, I am back on my old computer. I don't know why, for whatever the reason. I'm using Audacity, if any of you guys know what that is. Cool, if you don't, whatever. It's like some free software I get. My other laptop that I got, for some reason, has a virus on it. The new one I just got. Um, I know I didn't have these audio issues in the past with the uh, audio rising and lowering so much. It's 
been kind of a shit show lately, and I do apologize. Um, while I'm recording, like even my own mic here, I could look at the audio the entire time, and just by itself, it'll start to dim down more. So I'll raise the audio, and then while I'm talking, it'll just sound like I'm yelling into the microphone. So I gotta lower the vol the in the input volume, and it just becomes an issue. I try to stay on top of it as much as I can, but unfortunately, um, it just keeps happening. I am going to try to get things situated for that because I'm actually recording another episode tomorrow, which is the 10th, um, November 10th, with Ed Kozan, actually, from Kenda Tire. So hopefully I get that situated. Uh, I do Again, I do apologize. It does suck. I know. I'm not doing it on purpose. I promise. And I will figure it out. Um, if not, I will have to go back to the old recorder style that I did have when I never had an audio issue like that, so to speak. With the exception of a few gremlins I did have from, you know, user error. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for listening to the show. <laughs>